Although we don't want to stop a baby's natural curiosity to learn about their surroundings, we do from time to time wish to contain them. For many families, play yards are a sensible option to keep their child in a confined area. But although we think we're protecting them from danger, parents need to be aware of the hazards that play yards may pose. Today we're talking to Joyce Davis, president of Keeping Babies Safe, about play yard safety. This is Parent Savers, episode 101. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Did you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome everybody to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Parent Savers is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for parents from the newborn years through kindergarten. I'm your host, John O'Reill. Thanks again to all of our loyal listeners who join us week in and week out. And thanks to those of you who are listening for the first time. As you may know, you can join our Parent Savers Club and receive access to special bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts from time to time. And if you haven't already, please make sure to download our free Parent Savers app, available in the Android and iTunes marketplace, so you can automatically have access to all the great parenting advice and conversations conversation we have on Parent Savers every week. So let's start this week's conversation about play yards by introducing everyone who is going to be in on the conversation. I'll start with myself. I'm your host, John O'Reill, and I am the dad to three boys, a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old. The two-year-old is still two. Still two. <laughs> still two. Hasn't yes. changed to three. Yet. Well, and one of my little boys is about to turn two here. So I'm Sunny, everybody. Um, I'm producing today's show of Parent Savers, and um, I am the owner of New Mommy Media, which produces Parent Savers, Preggy Pals, The Boob Group, and Twin Talks. And I am a mommy to four children under four. My oldest is, um, he's more than three and a half. He's between three and a half and four. My middle guy three is- Three and seven twelfths. <laughs> right? I know. I lose track. <laughs> my middle guy is um, about two. He'll be two a little later this month month so we have already entered the terrible twos with him or terrible 18 months and going into the terrible twos um and then i have identical twin girls ainsley and addison who are almost five months wow totally crazy um that is my house <laughs> totally crazy that's what i've nicknamed <laughs> right. my house um and i'm excited to be on today's show and we're joined on the phone by joyce joyce can you tell us a little about yourself I am the president of Keeping Baby Safe. Thank you so much for having me. Keeping Baby Safe was started in 2006. It's um, keepingbabysafe.org. And our mission is really to educate parents and provide the latest safe sleep crib safety information. Well, great. Thanks for joining us. Sure. Thanks for having me. Um, Before we get started, I just want to tell all of our listeners about our virtual panelist program. If you guys don't live right here in San Diego, but you want to participate in our shows, you can do so via Facebook and Twitter. So as the conversation continues on today's show, I'm going to be tweeting out some stuff that Joyce is talking about and what John is talking about. We want you to join the conversation, post your own comments, perhaps even ask your own questions. If you're on Twitter, follow hashtag um, ParentSaversVP to join in on the conversation. And before we do our tapings, we also do some postings as well so that's a way to kind of contribute a question and then keep an eye on that thread exactly post to that later as well i wonder if we should get on snapchat probably not oh boy that's debatable yeah exactly From time to time on Parent Savers, we take a look at a hot new app or an app that's already on the market uh, that we think is of interest to families and kind of give you our verdict on whether you should check it out. Today, we're going to be looking at an app called Dronimal. It's like animal, but instead of an A at the beginning, it has the word draw, Dronimal. And it's um, by uh, a guy named Lucas Zanotto is the developer. And so if you look it up on iOS, and it's iOS only, Dronimal, and it's $1.99 on the App Store. But so what it is is... 
when you go to uh, open up the app, you pretty much have access to all the different letters of the alphabet, and it encourages you or your kid to set down the your phone, draw some lines around your phone, and then you hit play, and then the phone, so for example, I'm doing D, and it's a dolphin, so I did a fin on the top and fins on the side of the piece of paper, oh, that's cute. and now it's an interactive dolphin that's interacting interacting maybe is not the right word but when taken together with what I just drew yeah. it's an animal that's on the piece of yeah, paper it's like blinking his eyes and looking all around exactly it's, it's kind of you, you kind of bring it to life but it's still using your phone it's like putting an image on your phone it's and then you're image on the phone yeah. you set it down on a piece of paper and so I'm on W right now and it has it looks like it's going to be a whale I'm drawing a whale tail next to my phone and I hit play and then it's a funny little whale and it makes funny little sounds I was going to say does it make noise too yeah it does make noise so you touch it does something funny, it blows bubbles. Here, I'll put it up next to the mic so you can hear. That's, <laughs> that's the whale making bubbles. bubbles. And so it's yeah. one simple animation for each one. But what this app does, and this is the stuff that I really, really like, and apps that I've been looking at for parents and for my family, is it does more. I mean, kids can just play with this if they were driving along, right. but it encourages real world play too. And it encourages a skill of drawing or even to some extent, some imagination. So I think it's really, really neat the way that it encourages kids to draw and to see the phone as part of a bigger picture and of something that's in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of cool. I mean, the, the images are kind of cute and I, I like the little noises. Yeah, and exactly. Do they have, so they have one one animal for each letter. One animal for each letter. And like the Q is a queen bee. And I always yeah, look up Qs. What's the X? What's the X? The X? I got to look up the X. Because they can't do X-ray. <laughs> I always got to look up the X. That's what every everyone's like. X. The X or... is a fish getting an X-ray. No, it is not. Yes, it is. It's a fish getting an X-ray. Let's see. Wait. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> right. So that I guess that's the test. And I'm entertained by the X and the Q. <laughs> and so definitely a thumbs up for me from Geronimo. What do you me think? Me too. Sarah? I like it too. I would definitely purchase it. So it's $1.99. It's iOS only, but it's iOS and iPad. But it's kind of bridging the real world and the virtual world. And I think it's accessible for a broad range of ages too. Today's topic is a safe play yard. Today we're talking with Joyce Davis, the president of Keeping Babies Safe. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So what is it, when we say play yard, that might be a topic that's confusing to some people or not, but let's talk about what exactly are we talking about when we say a play yard? A play yard is really a self-contained play space. Um, Through the 1960s and up until the 1990s, it was really termed a play pen. So when a mom was busy or a caregiver was busy and didn't want her child crawling all around the home, it was a self-contained play area. And in the past years, it's been really termed a play pen. Um, also, Graco has, has really captured the term and labeled it a, a pack and play. So today we really call them play yards and pack and play. Is, is that a proprietary term? I didn't realize that. Is that a... Uh, proprietary I term. I have no idea. For them? Yeah, it's it's Graco's term for the play yard. So it's called Graco Pack and Play. That's oh. the band-aid of the industry. Yeah, it kinda. is. Sorry, because yeah, I hates totally. that I mention these products, but <laughs> I didn't realize that Pack and Play was a proprietary Graco term. I thought it was just a generic term it's for like, all this. It's uh, like exercise. Yeah, it, a yeah. lot of people write. And, okay. But most people, it, it, the, the general term is play yard. And again, a play yard is the same thing, a self-contained play space. 
um, but a lot of people use it as a portable crib because of the lightweightness of the product and the cost of the product. It makes it very easy for people to travel with it. You obviously can't always fold up your crib and travel with that. Yeah, they're very convenient for sure. And so how many people do you think use them in the U.S. around the world? Do you have any estimates for that? I don't have any estimates for that. I mean, I think it's extremely popular. Um, there are numerous brands out there and numerous manufacturers. And anytime you go into a masked retailer, there are plenty of options when buying a play yard. You know, some have bassinets on top. Some have a changing space on top. Yeah. Um, but the the actual play yard itself, they are all the same. A play yard is really a soft-sided play space, sleeping. It's like a crib has has a you know a rigorous wood or metal side. Right. A play yard is a soft-sided play yard. I've definitely heard of some parents uh, who you know, right when the baby was born, they would have the play yard set up and would use that as the changing table because it was such like mm -hmm. a nice, convenient height and just always kind of had it there and used that thing that you put on the top as the changing table. Right. I mean, as keeping babies safe, we really recommend that the safest place for your baby to sleep is in their crib, in the crib, in your room. That That is 100% the safest place for your baby to sleep. A play yard is great for supervised Play. But what about sleeping? So what are so what are the dangers and what are the scary things that could happen in a play yard? Well, when you buy a play yard, um, it does come with a thin play yard pad that is made from the same manufacturer as your play yard. It comes together. You don't have to buy it separately. So when you un undo your play yard, there's a thin play yard pad that comes with the pocket. Yeah, in ours, it kind of wraps around the folded it up structure. It keeps it together when you're carrying it. Is what keeps it together, yeah. yeah. Right, and that is, that is the safest way for your baby to sleep, only on that thin play yard pad. Unfortunately, many of the mass retailers are selling supplemental mattresses that say suitable for all or many play yards. And if you and if you ever look at the labeling on a play yard, it says use only the pad provided by the manufacturer. You should never ever use a supplemental mattress on a mesh sided play yard because that invites, you know, the baby's head is really the heaviest part of the baby, and the baby can wedge its little nose in between the mattress and the side of the play yard. And that, unfortunately, is the greatest cause of suffocation and injury in a play yard. So the, the thin play yard pad, I can't enforce that enough, is the safest way for your baby to sleep or nap in the play yard. Well, uh, so let me ask a question about the supplemental pads. I mean, even it seems to me like just getting a pad like that is all of a sudden making a switch from using it as a temporary portable thing to being a more permanent fixture. Correct. But, un but unfortunately, many parents believe that the thin play yard pad is uncomfortable for their infant, and people believe that thickness is best. And because the play yard is soft-sided on the side and it's mesh-sided, it makes it so dangerous. So yeah. that that belief that parents believe that comfort is best in this situation 
is is completely inaccurate. And it's very, unfortunately, it's very deceptive because the mass retailers are selling this and they display it together in their stores. But if you were to, to go onto our website, you would see and read any labeling in a play yard, you would see that you are never, ever supposed to use any of this. And unfortunately, the majority of injuries that occur from play yards are from soft bedding or supplemental mattresses in the yard. What do babies like to sleep on? Because it's, it's so easy, not only with this, but I think so much with what babies do to project what you like. What you would like. Onto the want. baby. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, I want a nice bed with everything around. But obviously. That's not true with a baby exactly. at all. Yeah. So what do babies want? Yeah. And unfortunately, if you ever did look into a supplemental mattress, many of the parents and many, many other consumers are advocating to other parents that this is the best way for your baby to sleep. But in fact, this is the most dangerous. I can't stress that enough. The thickness on the mattress next to a mesh-sided crib allows for such danger. So really, the baby will sleep comfortably and safely on the thin-sided pad. Consumers do not, if they have an older play yard and they don't have that pad, they need to reach out to the manufacturer of the play yard to get that pad. Sonny, how do your how do your girls sleep? Right now, let's see. So they're almost five months, and um, we have two little bassinets um, in our bedroom, and that's where they sleep. You know, it's pretty close to my side of the bed. Yeah. And um, I'm breastfeeding, exclusively breastfeeding them. And so um, I'll nurse them right before um, I put them down to go to sleep for the night. And then when one cries in the middle of the night, I bring one in and kind of co-sleep and side nurse until right. that one falls asleep. <laughs> when the next one cries, I just swap them out. But, um, I, I mean, I guess that's kind of a follow-up question, a little bit off topic. But, Joyce, when it comes to um, bassinets, I mean, I believe bassinets were created for babies to sleep in, right? So we're not talking about bassinets being bad. We're talking about sleeping in play yards. I just want to make that distinction. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. But, but truly, you know, again, the safest place is for the baby to sleep in a crib in right. your room. Right. What about sheets? Because I know that for our pack and play, we have a set of sheets that yeah. we put on yeah. the thing on the bottom. The it, it's We still use the cardboard thing, but we put a sheet on it. Right. Yeah, but- that's fine as long as the sheet sheet is made for the dimensions of the play yard. You should never parents should never use in a crib or in a play yard. Yeah. They should never use twin sheets. And and that's especially true when traveling. A lot of hotels will say to you, Oh, we don't have a crib sheet or we don't have a play yard sheet. So consumers should always bring their own sheet or call the hotel in advance to find out what the brand is of the crib or the play yard so that they can bring very snug, tight-fitting sheets because you should never use a twin sheet in that sleeping environment. Well, and honestly, it, it's, it's it's a tough pill to swallow, too, because I don't know, maybe I'm just shopping in the wrong places, but because those sheets for the play yards are so specific to those dimensions, they charge like an arm and a leg for those things. And so, like, I think the one I bought, which at a regular, you know, um, popular retail store was like 20 bucks. And I'm looking how, that yeah, how thin it was. And it, again, brand name product, whatever, but it's, it's right. the only one I could find. And, um, there were no, you know, 
mom and pop places that I could find that were right. selling them. And so, and so for me, I was like, well, geez, I have all these crib sheets at home. Why can't I just wrap it around it and make it tight? And but you're right, Joyce. Like in my head, I'm thinking, no, the babies, you know, they're going to kind of claw it or whatever and create all this extra, you know, sheet in in the play yard. And you know, what if they, you know. What if they can't breathe? And then, you know, I mean, it just wasn't worth it for me. But it's a tough right. pill to swallow. I mean, it is safe. It is perfectly f- safe for your baby to sleep on a thin play or pad and then in a onesie that, you know, fits him properly without the sheet. Yeah, I was doing it more because, um, like, the babies spit up and stuff like that. And then, you know, you want to kind of protect right. the play yard a little bit so you don't have to constantly right. wash yeah, that. And so you can put them back in it. Yeah. Once you get everything yeah. Kind of cleaned off. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and obviously all toys, pillows, blankets, comforters, that should all be removed from the play yard. So when the baby's sleeping, there should be nothing in the play yard. Bear is best. Bear is best. Bear is best. I like <laughs> nice. That. I like that. I should get a t-shirt made. Bear is best. That's great. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Let's take a quick break here. We come back. I want to ask a couple more questions about traveling um, as well as some things about reusing and, you know, just uh, reiterate some of these play yard safety tips. So we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Today we're talking about safe play yards with Joyce Davis. So um, I want to talk about, you know, what exactly, I mean, I think we kind of know that we're talking about suffocation and death, but let's talk about it specifically. That is what we're talking about, right? Those are, that's the danger. It's not just that they might get hurt. It's that your baby can die, right? Correct. Correct. My son Garrett was four and a half months old, healthy baby boy rolling over, lifted his head up. And he was sleeping in a play yard with a supplemental mattress that was advertised as suitable for the play yard. And um, the biggest fear is, you know, that a baby can suffocate in this. And we had no idea. There were no warnings. There was there was no information available that this could occur. And it did happen to my son. And I can't stress enough how I would never want another family to go through what we've gone through. And that's why KBS really exists. Um, I urge parents to go on keepingbabysafe.org to really learn and educate yourself about the latest crib safety information and play yard safety because all of these injuries and deaths are preventable. These supplemental mattresses are sold in mass retailers and online as suitable for the play yard space. And and really, it's very deceptive because if you're educated, you would know that a supplemental mattress against a soft-sided, mesh-sided play yard can cause suffocation. And that's what happened to my son. And I'm so sorry to hear about that. Thank you. Thank you. And I think it's, I mean, it's a good reminder for this and for other issues. I remember when our oldest, he's seven now, but it was right when all the research was coming about, and I don't know how to pronounce it, phthalates, PTH, the BPA, and getting that stuff out of the plastic. And we knew that that research was out there and how dangerous that these chemicals were, but we would go to the store and... You'd say, hey, do you have any BPA-free things or anything like a list? And they didn't have it yet. It took about a year or two for them to catch up to the research. Um, and so, you know, you can't just assume because you see something in a big box store or uh, especially the big box stores that that means you still have to do your own research and know what's out there. And I think right. that's... And in this past year, February of 2013, 
the CPSC did issue um, new safety standards for play yards, just making it, you know, that play yards would be more rigorous. But it's really, that, that really made it all about the actual equipment, not about the mattress. And again, all of the labeling says only use the mattress sold with the play yard. Right. So I know, I know it's very confusing for consumers because I was one of them. I went to the store believing that, you know, how could this be comfortable for my baby? And why are these mattresses sold on the market if they're not safe? Yeah. So it, it, it really is, um, it is quite confusing, but a, a supplemental mattress and a player together are a deadly combination. So Sonny and I were, um, we were at a swap meet, uh, I think last year, and you had an old play yard. I did. Yeah, but you and the play yard, it had um, like a rip in the mesh. Oh yeah, multiple. And so we were like, hey, rips. maybe we should do that. So pretty much when that happens, that should be the end of a play yard, right? Correct, correct. And it and it's really best when buying a play yard that it meets the new current safety standards as of February 2013. So what about a family that's trying to save a little bit of money goes on Craigslist? Um, is looking, do you recommend against buying a used play yard? Well, if you can get the thin play yard pad sold by the manufacturer of that play yard, that's the best way to use it. But typically when in doubt and it's older, I recommend throwing it out because it would not meet the current safety standard. And, and the same thing is true with a crib. In 2012, um, KBS worked closely on getting the strongest crib laws our country has seen in 30 years. And many older cribs also do not meet the new safety standards. So unfortunately, when in doubt, we say throw it out. Yeah. Because you're, you're, obviously it's better to be safe. Could, I want, do, do you know if the retailers sell the bottom parts just by themselves? So if you... If you somehow had an old pack and play or like grandparents. I know that like grandparents, if they, and this and it's a circumstance where parents would need to use a play yard a lot is when they're traveling. And often, you know, we'll get an email from the church. Hey, does anyone have a, an old play yard that we can use? Or, and when we were at that swap meet, I know that a lot of times grandparents are shopping for supplies. So if they somehow had like an old play yard, do you know if companies sell just the bottom part? I think you have to go. It's, I have not seen them regularly in the stores, but yeah. if you go on the manufacturer's website and look for it, that's your best bet. But again, I mean, with, considering what we're talking about here, you know, it's probably worth the extra fifty. I mean, these things aren't that. Exp- I mean, relatively speaking, you can get them for um, not that much more than you can get it for used. You can get a new one. Right. I mean, play arts pads sell anywhere from around. Uh, like seventy to ninety dollars, some right. are less money, and and again, there are many different styles and brands that are out there that could suit your needs. It's so funny what we take money stands on, right? Like we get <laughs> we get fired up right. about five cents at the gas station per gallon, yeah, which comes right. out to like less than two dollars, yeah. or we'll say like, hey, I don't want to spend an extra. I want to get a used play yard for thirty bucks. I don't want to spend the seventy five bucks. Mm-hmm. But when you consider what's at stake, it's absolutely worth it to just pay the extra money. Right. Uh, uh, secondhand cribs, again, this is regarding cribs, secondhand cribs um, were the leading cause of death because, you know, when you got a secondhand crib, many times you didn't have the manufacturer's parts or screws or there was something wrong with the crib. But really, when in doubt, we recommend throwing it out. And, and again, you have to make sure that 
your crib or the play yard meets the new safety standards. What are the new safety standards? It just makes it more rigorous. Um, stronger brackets on the corners, a sturdier mattress attachment, and just the side rails uh, that are are stronger to prevent the strangulation. But again, it does only say to only use the mattress sold yeah. with the play yard. Now, is that noted on the packaging? Does it say, like, how, how are they noting that it meets the new standards? Will it say, like, meets the new 2014 standards? Is there language that you know? Yeah, it, it, will say, it will say that on the packaging. It will say certified, you know, or um, you should just check with your retailer. But most of the retailers now are selling new players that meet the standards. Yeah. But I kind of don't trust the retailers now. <laughs> um, right? No, it is true. I mean, men, we've been in, we've done a lot of store checks, and unfortunately, the employees who are selling crib and safe sleep products are not educated. Right. So, so as a parent, you need to go online. You need to go on Keeping Baby Safe. You need to do your research because many of these injuries are preventable if you are educated and. You know, we have a postcard, we have a crib safety video that we produced with the Consumer Product Safety Commission and the American Academy of Pediatrics, and it's 12 minutes long, 12 minutes that that can really, you know, change your life. So I urge parents to go onto our website and watch that. That's keepingbabysafe.org, and also we'll have that on our episode page too, a link to that as well. Um, so we talked a little bit about travel, and this I think this might be the last thing we have time for. Um but, you know, families find themselves in situations where they're traveling, whether at their grandparents' house at a hotel. And maybe the hotel delivers, you know, the big sheets or maybe they have an old pack and play. What do you think families should do if they find themselves in a situation where they don't want to use the pack and play that's provided and it's late at night and they can't go buy one? You know, I always tell consumers and, and travelers that they should call ahead. Yeah. Just like you call ahead to book and find out, you know, are you getting two double beds or two king-size beds in the room? You need to find out what your baby will be sleeping in. Is it a crib? Is it a play yard? You know, and, and ask them. Don't be afraid to ask, what is the model of the crib? What is the model of the play yard? Right. Again, it's your baby's life here. Um, so yes, don't be afraid to ask, go online. You can check all of the products if they've been recalled on our website, find out, you know, is it a crib? Is it a play yard? What sheets do you have for the baby? And if they tell you it's a play yard and we don't have sheets and you, you can find out, do they have the thin play yard pad? You don't need a sheet, but if it is a crib, do they have crib sheets? And if they say no, then you should definitely bring your own crib sheets. Yeah. I would say, too, because my husband and I have dealt with this quite a bit because all of our, well, not all of our kids need a play yard now, but we were at a, a point where most of our kids did whenever we went somewhere. And it kind of goes without saying, but if you're just driving, because I know a lot of families with young kids, you kind of forego the airplane for several years because right, it gets right, so expensive. Right, right. So if you are driving, it is really worth it. Like we have a travel play yard that is, it, it's tinier, but, you know, it does meet all the regulations and, you know, you know, all the safety standards and it, it's not one of those big ones. Some some players you can't even get through the door. But it's a very right, simple right. yeah, you just kinda of pull it from the bottom and it pops right out and it works really nicely. And we've kind of labeled that as our travel 
play yard. And if you're just driving instead of flying, like those things get really compact. You can pretty much even fit it pretty much anywhere if you've got a car, right? So if you're driving somewhere, sometimes it's just easier to buy one and take it with you and then you don't have to worry about it because even if you make those calls in advance, a lot of the times, you know, you don't get what they told you you were going to get over the phone. You just can't, you can't trust it 100% is what I'm saying. So I think it's always better if you can bring your own if you're, if you're driving somewhere. Right. I agree with that. That's a great tip. Bring your own and, you know, this way you know what your baby's sleeping in, but never forget the pad. And have the confidence that this is a really, really important thing. Right. And don't just say, oh, it's just one night and whatever. Like, take a stand and be confident to to make sure that you're looking out for your baby's safety. Correct. Well, thanks so much, Joyce, for joining us. Anything else you want to add as we wrap up the conversation? No, but if you, anybody has any questions or product recalls or information they need, they can check that out online at keepingbabysafe.org. And they can always email us any questions that they have. We get lots of crib safety play yard questions that we're happy to answer. And you guys are on uh, Twitter and Facebook as well, right? Correct. Great. So thanks so much for the conversation. Um, for more information about today's topic for our listeners uh, and Joyce, you can go to their website and also our website, the episode page on parentsavers.com. We're going to continue the conversation uh, briefly for members of our Parent Savers Club. After the show, we're actually going to talk a little more about recalls. Joyce has mentioned it a couple times. We'll go a little bit into a little more detail of how um, often that happens and uh, how you can a little more detail on how you can find information about it. So for more information about our Parent Savers Club, please visit parentsavers.com. Hi, Parent Savers. This is Jody Tart with Urban Sitter, a website that connects you to friend-tested sitters. I'm here today to help you figure out the right questions to ask when searching for a babysitter. What type of experience should your babysitter have? Previous child care experience is incredibly important. Beyond the number of years a candidate has been babysitting or nannying, it is important to ask if he or she has had experience with children your child's age. If you have an infant, you need a sitter that is comfortable changing diapers. And if you have a toddler, you'll be on the lookout for active sitters who like to take the kids to the park. If you have multiples, it's important that the sitter has cared for more than one child at once. Do they have references from families that they have worked for previously? Don't just look at them. You got to check them. There's nothing more comforting to hear than another person's personal recommendation. A good way to get a feel for a sitter is to invite them over for your home for a, quote, working interview. The sitter is going to come over and care for your children when you're at home. So this type of interview typically it lasts for about an hour and it's unpaid, but it's great because not only can you see how the sitter interacts with your children, but you can give them guidance on specific requests that you may have forgotten about as they come up. Like a poopy diaper that needs to go directly to the outside garbage, not in the trash can. Realize these sitters are going to be nervous, so try to give them some space to do their thing. You don't want to look over their shoulder the whole time, or you won't get a good feel. It will be easy to see if they are comfortable interacting with your child. For instance, once a babysitter told me she had tons of experience babysitting infants, and then she put my daughter's diaper on backwards. So I would always remind the sitters of some basics that seem obvious to a parent, but might not to a young adult. Like, don't walk away from a baby on a changing table. Don't give a toddler whole grapes. You get the idea. Even though it's like second nature to us parents now, it never hurts to refresh a sitter's memory. Okay, parent savers, it's time to say hello to your old friend's spontaneity. Visit urbansitter.com and find and book trusted babysitters your friends know and love.
That wraps up today's episode of Parent Savers. We appreciate you listening. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, the boob group for moms who breastfeed their babies, and Twin Talks for parents of multiples. I have to rewrite that because, of course, they breastfeed their babies. <laughs> I keep saying the boob group for moms who breastfeed their babies. But... It's more of an SEO thing. We throw babies That's in right, there. Because it's good. <laughs> right. yeah, that's true. But uh, actually, I'm sure you could do an episode. Robin could do an episode on breastfeeding other things besides babies, maybe. Or maybe not. <laughs> I'll talk to her offline about that. (laughs) Next week on Parent Savers, we're going to talk about new babies and the family pet. This is Parent Savers Empowering New Parents. This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care, and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.